got a little uh, video first on human blood, and I hope nobody has any problems with, with blood. <laughs> uh, I, I remember several years ago there was a lady in the church, um, Harold Stanley's wife, um, Nina. Boy, <laughs> I, I, I think one year I was doing the, uh, uh, the whole thing of the... Um, uh, where Jesus was uh, being beaten and all of that. And she was kind of turning blue and came up to me and she says, I can't take that. I can't take that. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah, the sight of blood and different things. Yeah. She was, even just thinking about it, she, she had, had problems with it. So, um, Brian, if you can put that up there, it's just a little short. Um, Hello friends, right here. today hey, all about we'll blood. learn about blood. Blood is essential to keep everyone alive. It carries nutrients and oxygen to the cells in the body. Blood carries waste materials to the lungs, kidneys, and digestive system to be removed from the body. It also fights infections and carries hormones. There are various components to blood, plasma, red blood cells, white blood cells, and platelets. Let's understand about each. Plasma. It is the yellowish liquid portion of blood. Plasma is the single largest component of human blood, comprising approximately 55%. It contains water, salts, antibodies, enzymes, and some proteins. Red blood cells. Red blood cells are also called erythrocytes or RBC. It comprises about 45% of blood. They contain a protein called hemoglobin that carries oxygen. Blood gets its vibrant red color when hemoglobin picks up oxygen in the lungs. Red blood cells live for about 120 days. Every day, the body makes new RBCs to replace those that die. RBCs are produced in the soft, fatty tissue inside bone cavities called bone marrow. White blood cells. White blood cells are also called leukocytes, or WBC. These are the cells of the immune system which are involved in protecting the body against foreign invaders and infectious diseases. White blood cells are derived from multipotent cells in the bone marrow called hematopoietic stem cells. Platelets. If one of your blood vessels gets damaged, it sends out signals that are picked up by the tiny platelets. The platelets then rush to the site of damage and form a clot to repair the damage. Now it's time to learn how blood flows in the body. Oxygen you breathe in from the air passes through the lungs into your blood through tiny capillaries in the lungs. Oxygen-rich blood travels through your pulmonary veins to the left side of your heart and out of the aorta to the rest of the body. There are eight blood types. A negative, A positive, B negative, B positive, O negative, O positive, AB negative, and AB positive. We should eat dried fruits, green vegetables, beans, whole grains, low-fat dairy, etc. to keep the blood healthy and clean. Now, 
You know a lot about blood. Please drop a like, leave a comment, share the videos, and don't forget to subscribe. Bye-bye. So, you get a nice introduction to blood, and that evolved, by the way. Can you imagine that? All of that evolved? <laughs> okay, I have a handout for this. I'm calling this a mini-survey uh, of the blood in Scripture. That's what I'm calling this. And um, it definitely is a mini, as you'll find out at the top of the, of the thing. I haven't got anywhere near the number of scriptures that it talks about. Uh-oh, Keith, sorry about that. Keep passing them down here. Did I get two? Yep, I got two. And one more for Matt, which may be two. I think. Got another one? Okay. <laughs> <coughs> A couple of a couple of goals that uh, I wanted to to, to bring uh, might not have time to go through all of these scriptures. Uh, I brought my cheat sheet with me, so I will probably be reading through them rather than um, you know doing them on the on the screen or anything. What I wanted, to, as you notice on the sheet here, nothing but the blood. Um, the Old Testament has 282 verses at 346 matches. So uh, the, there are several places where the, the blood is uh, mentioned several times in those. In the New Testament, it's 93 verses and 101 matches. That's a lot of places for the word blood. And it has a tremendous significance in, 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 from the beginning all the way through. Uh, if you notice, I've got one down here at the bottom, even in the book of Revelation. So, we, um, what I used to break out these different places here was Cruden's Concordance. And, and that was the other thing I wanted to, to bring out in this seminar was a different way of, of doing a Bible study. There's so many helps and things out there. It's interesting, Cruden was... He was born in 1699. Um, one of the first published Cruden's Concordances was in 1839, so it was several years later. Cruden was 71 years old when he died, and he was found in his closet praying with the Bible open. So this man really believed in the Bible. He and. And it's very interesting because he always breaks these things out. Helps, and it's very helpful in, in Bible studies uh, to be able to do that. If you look in the back of this, there's a very familiar song. Nothing but the blood. What I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm, we're going to go through some of these scriptures. We're going to try to get as many in here as we can. And then we're going to ask the question, how accurate was this author, who was Robert Lowry, and he published this in 1876. 1876. That's how old this song is. It's been sung many, 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 many times. And we sing it here quite often. 
because it is a beautiful song. But we're going to ask some questions. Is it accurate? Is this what, you know, we believe? And I think we'll find out. I'll, I'll give you a hint. I think we'll find out that it is. But I want you to think about it. I'll read the question. You say, you know, shake your head or, you know, maybe raise your hand if you have a, a question about it. It's interesting that the first place that you find the word blood <laughs> is a bad place. And it's in Genesis, the fourth chapter. And I've got eight and nine here. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel your brother? And he said, I know not. Uh, am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries unto me from the ground. Interesting terminology, isn't it? Um, when we look into the Bible, we, we know that there's the, the Spirit um, goes back to, to God. And, and, and the, in this particular instance, he says that blood that was shed cried to him. The first blood in that very new kingdom, you know, very new uh, creation. So let's go to Genesis now in the ninth chapter, and we're looking at blood required. Every moving thing that lives shall be meat for you. This is after um, the flood, and Noah is uh, being instructed. And these are, this is what's called the Noahide uh, commandments. And some think that only the Gentiles need the Noahide commandments and all the rest of it is only for, you know, for the Jews or the Israelites. But we understand differently. And we, there have been some that have used this because of the meats that anybody could use it. So every morning, uh, every moving thing that lives shall be meat for you, even the green herb have I given you. Uh, all things, but, but flesh with the life thereof, the blood thereof, shall you not eat. And surely your blood of your lives will I require at the hand of every beast will I require it. And at the hand of man, at the hand of every man's brother will I require the life of man. Whoso sheds man's blood by man shall his blood be shed for the image of God made he man. It was interesting at one time. Um, there was, and, and I think it's coming back. Somebody's talking about uh, bringing back the uh, firing squad. Uh, and, and there was one individual, and I can't remember who it was, and I read about it, who was determined that he did not want to, to be put to death uh, with, you know, the needle, uh, take all of the, the, your, your life away, and then they kill you. You, know, you. you don't know anything, and then they kill you. He wanted to be killed with a firing squad, or he wanted to be hanged, one of the two. And so what he was saying was that's what God had required, that if you killed someone and you shed his blood, you also were, to, you know, to be killed by shedding the blood. So, uh, and then there has been some controversy also about um, you can eat anything and everything that you want. Well, there's herbs that you don't want to eat. <laughs> there are herbs out there that will kill you. And so consequently, when we come down uh, and, and we look at what God has given us in, in Leviticus, the 11th chapter, 
and, and things that we should eat and things we shouldn't eat and, and all of that, we know that those are uh, created by God for our good. Uh, and, and the other things are created by God for the things that need to be done. Pigs are good for cleaning up trash and stuff like that and rooting gardens and stuff, but they're not good to eat. <laughs> we don't want to eat them. Um, so we whole industry over that. Uh, we're, we're very familiar with Exodus 12, and that's the Passover. And I won't go to there. We'll leave that. Um, uh, we'll leave that. Um, once again, let's go to Leviticus, the 17th chapter. And we'll look at um, don't eating blood. Whosoever man of the house of Israel or of the strangers that sojourn among you that eats any manner of blood, I will even set my face against the soul that eateth blood, and will cut him off from among his people. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you, uh, uh, given it up on the altar to make an atonement um, for your souls. For it, is, for it the blood makes an atonement for the soul. Therefore I said unto the children of Israel, No soul of you shall eat blood, Neither shall any stranger that sojourns among you eat blood. And whatsoever man of the children of Israel or of strangers that sojourn among you, which hunts and casts any beast or fowl that may be eaten, he shall pour out the blood thereof and cover it with dust. And so you remember the kosher means, and there's a lot of laws about it, but one of the things is they make sure that the, the animal that is killed fully drains the blood. Uh, you go hunting, you hit it with an arrow, by the time that deer has run, <laughs> he's, he's draining his blood. And uh, I, I imagine Sarah's probably seen deer that have not, you know, they're just bloodless. Um, there's some that like meats. <laughs> no one here in the church. <laughs> over one side, warm it up on that side, turn it over and warm it up on that side. I'm one that likes it, um, a burnt offering. <laughs> it's, um, you just have to think about what, what you're eating and what you're, what you're doing, and, and um, especially with hamburger, you need to make sure that it's fully cooked. Chicken's the same way. Uh, any, any animals that, uh, that you might cook, make sure that they're fully cooked because there are some things that, live in those um, and can breed in them. Um, I didn't finish all of that. Let me finish this. For the, for the life of the flesh, uh, the blood of it, for the life thereof, thereof I said unto the children of Israel, you shall eat, uh, shall eat the blood of no manner of flesh. For the life of all the flesh, the blood thereof, whosoever eats of it shall be cut off. So God was pretty serious about eating blood. And of course, um, there are societies in, in the northern countries that, that bleed their animals and drink their blood and stuff, but God says that's not something that we do. The next one is the blood of the covenant. Now we're, we're talking about the blood of the covenant. So we, the first one is Exodus 24. And this was, uh, you go back and study this, the, the, the laws that God had set for, for Israel were very minimal until they said. And then they had a lot of different things that they had to do. And Moses came and told the children of all the words of the Lord. This is Exodus uh, 
24, 3 through 8. Uh, all the words of the Lord and all the judgments and all the people answered with one voice and said, all the words which the Lord has said, we will do. And Moses wrote all the words of the Lord and rose up early in the morning and built an altar under the hill and, and 12 pillars according to the 12 tribes of Israel. And he sent young men of the children of Israel which offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings of oxen unto the Lord. Moses took half of the blood and put um, they put in the basins and half of the blood he sprinkled on the altar. And he took the book of the covenant and read in the audience of the people. And they said, all that the Lord has said, we will do and be obedient. And Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, behold, the blood of the covenant which the Lord has made with you concerning all of these words. And that was definitely a type of what was the greatest thing that we, we understand, our blessed Savior and His blessed blood. So, um, just a couple of more here, Hebrews 10, uh, 29. How much sore punishment, suppose you, shall he be the thought worthy who has trodden underfoot the Son of God and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and has done despot unto the Spirit of grace. And so that's a warning. Now, we read that. Uh, if you're baptism, we try to help people to understand how important it is. Because if you turn from this, you're actually um, trotting underfoot the very sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And so we want to, and we want to have a, a warning about that. Hebrews 13, verse 20, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do His will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in His sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom glory forever and ever. Amen. What a beautiful words those are. But it is the blood, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. And we, last night, we, we did what Jesus commanded us to do. And we were here to participate in that. Blood of Christ, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 16, it says, The cup of the blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The, bro the bread which we break, is it not the communion of the, holy, of the body of Christ? Um, and so the, the word communion is konania, uh, not Greek. It means partnership. That is literally participation, or intercourse, or uh, pecuniary uh, benefication, uh, to communicate, uh, or communication, communion, com uh, um, uh, distribution, and fellowship. So it has a, uh, that word communion is what we do. We, we, <laughs> we were together as, as a group last night, and we participated. In, in those things that Jesus has set for us to, to participate in. So um, that's what that was all about. And we understand um, some pe people think that should be done uh, weekly. Uh, we understand it's a memorial service done once a year. The time that Jesus said, and then Paul reiterated again in 1 Corinthians. Um, 
the next one is uh, 1 Corinthians, uh, Ephesians 2.13. We've been in Ephesians. I just wrote it down here. But now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. You're made nigh. You're made close to God by the blood of Christ. Ephes- uh, Hebrews 9.14. Um, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. I'll give you a cheat sheet too here, Lucille. <laughs> give you a little bit of a deal. So, yeah. So how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot. He was the lamb. We understand that. He was the lamb. Did you need two more? Sorry about that, Sarah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oops, that may be two. That's all right. Yep, that's fine. Um, okay. First Peter, one nineteen. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and twenty one. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, silver and gold, from your vain con- uh, conduct or conversation by by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily and, and was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do you believe in God that raised him from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. See how many things scripturally tie in faith, hope, um, sanctification, all of these things tie in to the blood that was shed by Jesus Christ. And how important God, the Father, sees the blood of Jesus in our worship, in our life. I mean, there's many other things I know, and and there's a, a lot in the Scripture, but I'm focusing on this particular part of it today, just to help us with that. First John 1 7 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Remember the, the Day of Atonement and all the sacrifices that had to be made and the, and the high priest that had to go into the Holy of Holies. And he had to... <laughs> He had to make sure that everything was right or he would not survive inside that Holy of Holies. Well, that veil has been ripped. We didn't talk about that last night, but that veil has been pulled apart. Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. He goes before him. And we we have an advocate. We have a high priest whose blood was shed for us. And so we see that. Cleanses us from all sin. When we go and we pray, 
You know, that's one of the things we can do. We can ask God to forgive us. I, I, you know, I, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And as we walk this life, we sin. And we had a renewal last night. But how many will we be able to you know, make this whole time without one sin until the next Passover? So we have an advocate. We have a high priest. And it clean, that blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. So, Acts 20 and, and verse 28. Now, this is um, his blood. I just finished this uh, blood of Christ. The next, one, the next thing is his blood. And, and I find in the crudence, it's, it's kind of interesting because this is how he, he, he pulls these out. And it's not a perfect pull out of all these things, but... He pulls these out so that you have um, these topics. And under them are the scriptures in these topics, just like this. Um, the, the top one was several under the word blood. And, of course, then blood of the covenant, blood of Christ, his blood. These last two I put in myself, uh, my blood and uh, flesh and blood. He did not have those. But these here, these were pullouts from Cruden's Concordance. So... His blood, Acts 20, 28. It says, Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to feed the church of God which, has, which He has purchased with His own blood. Did you know that? That we, as the congregation, the assembly of God, are purchased. All of us are purchased with the blood of Christ. So... It's a beautiful thing to understand that that blood covers our congregation individually and our congregation. That's what he's, see, he's talking to the ministry. He's, he's talking to us who are, are responsible. He says, take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. So that's a commandment for us. Matt, myself, Barnabas, to make sure that we feed you because you have been purchased with the blood of our precious Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now in Romans 3.25 we find whom God has set forth a, uh, to be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. So we see quite a few things. The word propitiation means it's the neuter of derivative of uh, 2433. Um, uh, an expiatory, uh, a place or thing, that is, uh, concretely, an atoning victim, or specifically the lid of the ark in the temple. Mercy seat and propitiation. So we see how that all goes back to the, to, to the original temple. And all of that were types looking into the future when Jesus Christ would, pay the, would, would shed his blood and become all of those things. It would become all of that for us as we come down through the ages. Um, Romans 5 verse 9. Much more than 
being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. He sacrificed his life, but he was resurrected. And now we have hope of the eternal life. But it's still the blood of Jesus Christ. Justify. Justifies us by his blood. Ephesians 1 verse 7. In whom we have redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Colossians 1 verse 14. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Paul, when you know, when he repeats something, that's important. When he repeated this, this this is extremely important. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. And that's uh, all of the sermon material, by the way. <laughs> Not something I'm going to be able to go through today, but that's that's a sermon in itself. In Hebrews 9 and 12, it says, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption. I'm kind of thankful that I'm not one of the Israelites that lived, you know, as a wanderer at the time, that had to bring my my little lamb that I kept, um, that year, year, yearly lamb that I had to, to bring to the priest and have him cut the throat, take the blood out, and make that as a sacrifice. Now, that, was, that was a part of their life. And we have, but if you think of it, if you think of Jesus as that precious lamb, we're doing the same thing. We're, having, we're understanding that he had to shed his blood for us. And, and that this was uh, and that without it, we would not have all of these things, and we would be in uh, we would be under the wrath of God, and we would be like the Israelites, which the blood just covered the sins, and didn't and you know and they for the year they were fine, but they were still did not have that hope that Christ gives us of, of eternal life, and Hebrews. Um, let's see, we're going to make sure. I'm... Hebrews 9. Oh, I just read that. Neither by the blood of goats and, and calves. Okay, Hebrews 13. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for the sin are burned without the camp. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. And we know that they, they took him out and crucified him on Golgotha, at the place of the skull. He was actually able to see from there, he was actually able to see the temple from that particular point. And so, but he was outside of the city, outside the gate. And one last one here at the bottom of this one, Revelation 1.5, and, and from Jesus Christ, 
the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. He washed us from our sins in his own blood. Continuing in verse 6, it says, And has made us, which is so very, very wonderful, has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And of course, then we see in Matthew 26, 27, which we went through last night, he, he took of the cup and he gave thanks. And he gave them saying, Drink you all of it. For this is my blood, my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many to the remission of sins. See how important all of that is? I'll give you a... We're almost done, but you can have the, the pass out. That's all right. All right. Hey, Courtney. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Uh, one more. Guess what? Blood won't do. <laughs> Once we have to give it up. <laughs> There's one point. Now, yeah, we're going to die, but the fact is we're also going to give up the, the flesh and the blood, which is something we should look forward to. <laughs> um, now, this is, I say, brethren, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 50, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. I think from what we see and all the things, God has created so much marvelous things. Our bodies are, are marvels. I mean, the more they look at it, the deeper they look at it, the more they see this is a marvel. And yet they still want to believe in evolution. They don't want to, they don't want to understand that God is a creator, that he created uh, our bodies in perfection. At the beginning, and you know, as we, as the ages go down, we we probably get worse and worse. But you know, we've I think we've been living longer in, in this age than past ages because they had a lot of things that they were not able to um, take care of. And but it's a marvel. But one day, and we look forward to that. One day we are going to be spirit beings in the kingdom, and we will give up our flesh, our blood, and we will become like Jesus, and we'll be able to see him as he is. Now, um, this isn't, a, well, it's not going to be a long one, and it isn't. It's about 40 minutes. Um, I want us to go through a song that we sing a lot. And um, if you think it doesn't fit, uh, if you think Mr. Lowry's verse doesn't fit, well, raise your hand or say something. But as I went through it, I got to realizing how he must have been studying, thinking, meditating on the words in, in the scriptures, especially the New Testament scriptures that we just talked about. Because they're, they, they're not pulled right out of scripture, but they're so poignant. He says, what can wash away my sin? nothing but the blood of Jesus. What did we just read? The only thing that can take away our sin is the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? 
nothing but the blood of Jesus. Agree with that too? I do. Because we receive redemption. We receive all kinds of things from, from God. And, and yearly, we go and we examine ourselves and we, we take the Passover and we realize the blood of Jesus has cleansed us from our sins. He says, for my pardon, this I see, nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my cleansing, this my plea, nothing but the blood of Jesus. What do you think? Is that true? I, I think it is. I love that. I love the words. Nothing can for sin atone. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Not of good that I have done. And that's true. God called us out of this world. Yeah. Nothing good that I have done. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Verse 4. This is all my hope and peace. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my righteousness. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What does the blood, what does understanding this drive us to? To worshiping God, to being closer to God, to having a relationship with Jesus Christ, to understanding more about Jesus, to understanding why he sacrificed his life for us. All of those things uh, it drives us to. Now by this I'll overcome. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Now by this, I'll reach my home. You know, maybe he believed in <laughs> heaven uh, for his home. We believe that Christ is coming and setting up a kingdom on the earth. And that will be our home for all eternity. We'll have uh, a, a tremendous home, a beautiful home. <laughs> a home with golden streets and places for us to to, to reside, it says, he has many mansions, and in those are you know many places. So, and then he he finishes up, glory, glory. This I sing, nothing but the blood of Jesus. All my praise for this I bring. Nothing, but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I hope that was helpful. Um, wasn't very long, but I uh, got to thinking about that even before we Passover came, uh, that that might be something. Any questions, anything anybody would like to comment on? <laughs> I think he was recording it, so if you want to, if you want to do it, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, I'm about to run out of voice. Yes, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. 
except except the Passover. And you know, it, it, that's a point because the disciples that left him probably were orthodox. Um, they understood you don't drink blood and, and you're not cannibals. And what did Jesus say? <laughs> Eat my flesh and drink my blood? <laughs> and the only reason why the other, they said there's no other person. They already understood. Especially Peter. He understood who Jesus was. He was the Messiah. And that's why they stuck around, stuck around with him and the ladies there understood. They saw the miracles. They saw what Jesus was doing. They saw how he was. And they stuck around. But some of those that were just following did not do that. And that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting point. Yes, Sarah? Life of the flesh is in the blood. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's interesting because if you get cut and you start bleeding, what do, the, what do they want to do? The first thing they want to do, they want to stop the bleeding. <laughs> they know that if you keep bleeding, you're died. You're going to die. You're going to, you're going to be dead. Yeah, go ahead. Say it. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, yeah. See. Uh, Man was a, a believer. He was a reading, a Bible reader. He, he, the words were different, but the the thought and the, everything. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. Yeah. Sometimes we uh, we don't pay much attention to our songs. We don't think about them and we don't meditate on them. But the lot of songs have been published and that have tremendous deep meanings and they affect you really they do so music just like uh, probably even more than preaching music has a, a, a deep effect to people you know it's, it, it goes inside yeah Maxine yeah yeah they were Bible believers they yeah they were they were readers they just like Crudence who who lived his life uh, to, to put that but he he was a believer. He, he ended his life praying to God with the Bible open. May, and may,
deeply set into it. Yeah. 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 Sure. Okay. Anybody else? And that's the end of it. Thank you very much.